Offbeat Sports Podcast. It's been a tale of two seasons for the Boston Celtics. I probably aged about 10 years just from that series. I'd probably compare myself to you know, just a younger, smarter, more handsome, stronger Michael Jordan. Let's go Celtics. Go Patriots. These are these are guys who, when they when you give them a bowl of Cheerios in the morning, they finish every last drop of milk. Absolute uh, clown over here. I'm ready when you are, baby. All right, everybody, uh, welcome back to the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Today, we are continuing our interview series called Offbeat University, where we interview Division One college athletes, both male and female, for many different sports to get the full perspective into the lives of our student-athletes. Today, we are joined by Ayer Asante, former Holy Cross and now Wyoming wide receiver, newest transfer for Wyoming. Uh, thanks for joining us, Ayer. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for having me. So prior to college football, you began your career at St. Peter's Prep in, in New Jersey. So how was your experience playing there, and how did it prepare you to play at the Division One level? Uh, yeah, St. Peter's Prep, we're in a, a pretty strong uh, conference in New Jersey. You know, uh, honestly, like the whole East Coast. So it was tough, um, you know, but St. Peter's Prep, we're kind of like a football factory, you know, all-boys school. I had to commute there with a bunch of my guy friends, and you know, um, we made it work. You know, it taught us a bunch of life lessons. Uh, I will forever be thankful for everything I went through going to St. Peter's Prep and stuff like that. So, um, super happy I went there. You know, I think it was the right choice for me. And, you know, just to be around a bunch of great dudes, like the class ahead of me, uh, their senior year, I think they had 14 people go D1. My class, I think we had either nine or 10. You know, it's just that's kind of the culture that we have there. And, um, you know, college coaches coming in and out. Uh, you know, every day. So it it just showed us that, you know, what was possible, you know, when the dudes around you're, you know, they're all Americans and, you know, they're getting offers and stuff. And eventually, you know, you just keep your head down. You're going to, uh, you know, get what's, what's coming for you, you know, what was meant for you. So um, going to St. Peter's Prep was definitely a blessing. Um, I, I love all of it, you know, not just the football aspect, but, you know, commuting to school, going to school in Jersey City, which is, uh, I'm not sure if you know, it's like right across the Hudson River from New York City. So, you know, the views were amazing. Um, you know, just the culture of community school, you know, made you grow up a little bit faster and stuff like that. But um, it definitely prepared me for college, one, just because, like, the academics there were rigorous and stuff like that. But um, athletics, it definitely prepared me, uh, i say. Um, you know, just going against that type of competition in high school, it always showed me, you know, having great coaches like Coach uh, Hanson, you know, um, his son, Hanson Jr., he's the head coach now, Coach Ofla, you know, um, all those guys, you know, Coach Nas, Oliver, all those guys really just let us know, you know, uh, there's no favoritism, there's no seniority or anything like that. It was the best dudes we're going to play because that put us in the best uh, spot to go, you know, win games. And um, everything was earned, nothing was given. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a great experience to kind of, you know, help build the foundation of the football player that I am today and honestly the man that I am today. So I'm thankful for that whole experience. Yeah, so you guys were state runner up for two straight se- or two years straight. Do you have any favorite memories from these great seasons that you guys put together? Um, favorite memories is hard to say a favorite. You know, obviously the the journey's been it, it, it was amazing. You know, all four years. But um, I guess the probably the coolest thing, most notable thing, besides you know going, you know, that was the whole goal get to get to the state championship. We never came back with one, but we were able to you know go and experience it and you know a couple plays here and there. Might have, might have came back with a ring, but my sophomore year, we actually got invited to um, Ireland. We um, played an American football showcase for, like, the Irish people, and uh, there were, like, three high school games. 
so six teams and we were one that was selected. We played Blessed Trinity from uh, Georgia. You know, we got the win out in Ireland. That was cool. And then after that, they uh, hosted us for the um, a college football game. It was Boston College versus Georgia Tech. And at that time, the running back for Boston College was Jonathan Hillman, who was a St. Peter's Prep alumni. So it was just amazing for all of us. You know, um, everything connected well. It just all made a lot of sense. And, you know, it was a big trip. And it just showed us how how powerful football could be, you know, and the places that they could take you. I mean, I never – I had been overseas at that point, but more just to, like, I've been to Jamaica and DR and stuff like that. But going to Europe, you know what I mean, going and and – and, and playing football, like that was, it was just different, you know, being in a whole different country, you know, seeing different people, a whole different culture. It was all different, but, um, you know, I was thankful for the opportunity and, you know, uh, grateful for uh, the experience. Uh, so, yeah, that was probably the most notable thing, I'd say, you know, going to play high school football game in another country. That's crazy. I mean, that, that must, I mean, I can't even imagine. That must be a great experience. Yeah. There's a bunch of like notable names in that game too. I remember their star player, I think, was uh if I remember correctly, uh Steel Chambers. He was, you know, one of the coolest names in high school football. And then he goes and plays at uh played at Ohio State. I think he just declared for the NFL this year. And funny thing is he's teammates with uh Cody Simon, who was on our team. So two linebackers, you know, didn't know they were gonna be future uh future teammates, but um, you know, both at that game. Um, you know, obviously we had all our guys, you know, Shane Simon, Jason, Justin Admiola, they're both playing, you know, they played in senior bowls, they'll be in the draft this year. Um, it's it's just crazy. It was it was amazing to be out there, you know, and then also test our metal, you know. What I mean, yeah, I'm from New Jersey, you know, smaller state, but um, I feel like we 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 hang our hat on, you know, football, basketball, and track and wrestling. But um, you know, you gotta kind of get your respect, you know, you're right next to New York, right next to Philly. So everyone, you kind of whatever, but uh, we were able to go down and play, you know, a top team in Georgia and, and and beat them. So, you know, we hung our hat on that. We we took pride in that. We you know, um, it's meant a lot to us. Yeah. So you put together a pretty spectacular career at St. Peter's. You had over thirteen hundred receiving yards and sixteen touchdowns over the course of your career. And you must have had many options and offers from schools coming out of St. Peter's. So what made you choose a small school like Holy Cross? And especially with, at the time, Holy Cross was coming off of a five and six season where they couldn't hit 500. So why here over other options? Well, um, so yeah, the way that it worked for me was, uh, you know, junior year was probably, you know, one of my uh, coming out years. I mean, like, you know, sophomore year, I was kind of feeling it out, but I was, you know, able to get out there as a as a young young kid. Junior year is kind of where I put it together. Um, so at the end of my junior year, that's when I started getting my offers. Um, actually, in February, for whatever reason, for me, football uh, football is a great month. I mean, February is a great month for football for me. So uh, I got my first offer in, in February. I remember it was a Howard, um, and they all started flowing in. I ended up with like six or seven. You know, a couple of Patriot League. You know, Navy. And then, you know, Hampton, Howard, stuff like that. And I was hearing from the bigger schools, um, especially because, like, I'm t- like with the type of school that I went to, these big schools were in there every day, right? Like, you'd be walking and you're in the gym or whatever. You see Alabama walk in. Or you see, like, eight or nine coaches from Nebraska walk in, you know, and they're all just recruiting everyone. So you, you never knew, you know, unless they came and talked to you directly or they, they were talking to a coach, you never knew what was really going on. But, you know, you hear stuff from here and there, and I, I, I would – I'll be getting letters and everything like that. But, you know, back then that was all you cared about, you know, getting letters and showing your boys and stuff like that. But 
um, it kind of stopped as fast as it started. The, the offers kind of stopped um, quickly around maybe March. And um, it was kind of one of our things that we wanted to be committed going into our senior year just because, you know, going through your senior year of high school where you know, there's so much to do, you, you have so much responsibility, you know, you're a leader on the team, stuff like that. And then having to try to navigate the recruiting process, it just didn't really seem like you could be all the way in. So um, that was kind of the culture that we had at St. Peter's Prep. You wanted to be committed by that summer. And I committed to Lehigh, actually, in, um, I think, May of, uh, I guess that would be 2018. And, um, yeah, I had, you know, Georgie Portreal, who's a great player at Lehigh, great player at St. Peter's Prep. You know, me and him were good friends, or still are good friends. And he played a similar position to me. They said I would just play opposite him. They had a quarterback. They they used to call it uh, the, the air show, right? So it was really attractive to me. About 45 minutes from my house, it just – everything hit home, you know, still had the academics, the whole type of thing. And um, I was with them all the way throughout my senior year. So I, I kind of shut down all my recruiting. It didn't really have, have – you know, schools were coming in. My head coach, you know, if you were committed, no school could talk to you because, you know, he wanted to – you know, uh, we were just backing up our word. You know what I mean? Uh, if you were committed, you weren't going to be out here talking to other schools and stuff like that, which I respect. And it made sense because you could just be all 100% in on, on senior year. But um, I ended up decommitting on signing day because uh, a week before the head coach ended up uh, stepping down and, you know, relationships got a little rocky from there. Um, you know, coaches move around, all that type of stuff. I mean, you guys seen with Chesney, he comes in, you, you're going to bring in your guys. So I thought it was just a, a smart business decision to not sign. And I guess at that point it was December or whatever it is, I, I wanted to wait till February for the late signing day. So I could, you know, see who they sign, see who they bring in as an OC. I didn't want to, like, sign and they bring in, you know, a, a triple option or something like that and where I'm just locked in. So, um, you know, decommitted. And from there on, I kind of, you know, heard some stuff from a bunch of different schools. But as soon as Coach Chesney found out I didn't sign on that signing day, um, you know, he came in maybe four times, three times in that one week and, you know, really showed me that, he wanted me and, you know, he, he had a plan for me. So, um, you know, really didn't want to go anywhere more north than New Jersey. You know, it snows in the winter in New Jersey. So yeah. I was just like, I don't know, I, I like Massachusetts. I'm like, ah, you know, it's probably a little bit too cold for me. But, you know, I came up here and, you know, I saw the facilities. I saw the the, the buy-in from the city. Um, I saw the alumni buy-in, you know what I mean? I, I the academics, obviously, the, the athletic, it just all came together. And, you know, Coach Chesney really laid it out for me about their plan for me. Um, you know, Coach Murphy was here, and um, it, it just – it was a home run. So it just made sense, um, and I took the opportunity. I didn't formally commit. I just signed with Holy Cross. And, um, you know, like you said, they Coach Chesney had a dream. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't – I didn't really care about the five and seven. I didn't really look at like what they did. It was all about the way he laid it out for me is what they had and what they need. And, you know, it felt like uh, I had that that talent to, you know, be able to push the offense a little bit further than what they had before. So, um, you know, as a freshman coming in, having an opportunity, you know, no, no one's no one's really going to promise you anything. And it shouldn't. You know what I mean? They shouldn't. If they promise you a spot or, you know what I mean, like, oh, you should be starting, and that's not a good program. But Coach Chesney always told me that he'd give me the opportunity and um, that's all I ever need because I've always been the type of guy to work hard, you know, and, and try to outwork people. You know, I always, I, you know, everyone has their own talents and stuff like that, but um, I, I always pride myself on being uh, being able to outwork people. So, um, you know, just knowing that I had the opportunity, I just came in, you know, kept my head down, worked hard, and you know, I mean, it turned out great.
Yeah. So it kind of leads into our next question. So during your first year at Holy Cross, you mentioned you really had to fight for that starting spot. Yeah. Um, and you put together a great year your first year. You made the All-Patriot League first team, finished in the top 100 nationwide uh, for receiving catches or receiving yards and catches. So how were you able to make such a great impact your freshman year um, so early into your college career overall and earn the respect and trust of the coaches in practice? Well, I mean, from top to bottom, I, I think it was just Coach Chesney, you know, giving me the opportunity in camp, you know, to, to go at these guys. You know, we had, uh, you know, proven dudes like John Smith. We had uh, Chris Riley. You know what I mean? We had, like, older dudes, Walter Reynolds, who, you know, played corner. and Like, started for us at corner and safety. You know what I mean? Like, um, as a young freshman, I'm out there, you know, just giving it my all, right? Because at the end of the day, like, it's different than high school. Like, you get to high school, you don't really know what's going on. You get to college, like, everyone's been recruited, right? Like, everyone is brought in to be that guy. So you got to shine and be the guy amongst guys. So at the end of the day, I, you know, I just kept my head down, worked hard. But I had a really good system. You know, Coach Chesney was a great head coach. I had Coach, Murph, Coach Murphy. You know, he's at uh, Rhode Island right now. He gave me the opportunity. He, um, his system really benefits the slot receiver. And that's what I was my freshman year. So, um, they kind of needed that, that X play guy. And, you know, I'm, I think my, you know, uh, the thing that makes me or my elite category, my elite factor is my speed. So I was able to, you know, put some speed on the field that they really hadn't seen too far. Um, and then, you know, under him, we had, uh, coach Gilchrist, you know, great wide receiver coach, you know, a technician cared about the little details and, you know, trained me to how to be a, a receiver. You know what I mean? Not just a fast kid who catches the ball, but a, a true receiver, being able to understand the game within the game, um, understanding every time something happened, you know, why it's happening and how to fix it. Um, so I think that, you know, all, you know, top to bottom, those, those dudes really took care of me. And it, again, it was a perfect, perfect storm for me. And then the wide receiver room that I came into, you know, my freshman year having leaders like John John, you know, Tenyo, Ayani, he took me in really early, you know what I mean? And, and kind of shaped the type of player I was going to be because he saw it in me early. He knew that I, I, I could go. Um, You know, Spencer Gilliam, you know, he's became one of my best friends, Uh, you know, and kind of teaching me the mental game, the mental aspect of the game, you know, always keeping me level-headed. And and then, uh, you know, dudes like Jack Jewell, Connor Kennedy, just, you know, just taking stuff from everyone in the room. There was no toxicity. Everyone understood that it was competition. Everyone wanted to be the guy. And, and But it wasn't like, I'm going to take away your opportunity to, you know what I mean? There, no one was putting me down to push themselves up because that's not yeah. how it works. Everyone, you know, you bring everybody up and then the best, whoever plays players, you know what I mean? So, like, you're happy for the group. Yeah, I think it was, it, was, it, was, it was a big family, you know, spending a lot of time outside of football. You know, uh, another dude, Henry Teeter, you know, he was a tight end that, you know, went in between tight end and receiver. Um, he, uh, he's actually now, on a, he's a, he's a captain at Texas Tech and, um, he kept me in it. Like, you know, him, Dom Thomas, those dudes are like in camp, you know, it gets tough. And sometimes it's like, you don't know how to, you know, first, yeah. especially freshman year, you, you've never been faced with some, some type of adversity like that in the football world, at least, you know, where you're 18, you're going to war against dudes, some of them 24, you know what I mean? And coaches and you're trying to get them to believe in you as you're believing in yourself and, you know, fighting the mental stuff. And those dudes really just, you know, taught me how to just calm down, you know, believe in what I got and, you know, just give it my all. Cause at the end of the day, that's all you can do. So yeah, that yeah. definitely helped my success my freshman year. Yeah. I think that's a really underrated aspect too. A lot of people don't realize when you get to the college level, all the guys you're 
playing against or the corners, all the receivers are trying to beat out for time. Those are some of the best players to ever play for their high school. So exactly. they're not, it's not like you're going up against scrubs. Like you got to really earn, yeah. you got to really earn that yeah. to, to get to where you have. One thing I forgot to mention was the uh, the quarterback system. Obviously I had, you know, Connor Degenhardt. I had, you know, uh, Matt Considine. We had Marco Siderman. We had, you know, uh, we had Matt Sluka. Just, you know, a good system of quarterbacks that, you know, give me a shot. But freshman year, you know, me and Connor Degenhardt, that was my guy, right? Like, on and off the field, we immediately clicked. Actually, when I came up to visit the uh, Holy Cross up in January, they were in Christmas break, so no one was on campus. It was just me, the entire coaching staff, and my family. So um, they brought up Coach Ashton, who's now, uh, you know, I think a assistant wide receiver coach for the Cleveland Browns. And he played under Chesney at Assumption. So he, um, you know, kind of took me in, uh, you know, because he, he was an assistant coach for us, you know, kind of like a – that type of position. So he was like just freshly out of football with like, you know what I mean, for us. So like he could relate to us, like he was about 22, 23. So he was still like with it, but you know, he could still teach me some things. And then Connor Degenhardt, you know, he came, he, he's a local guy. So he, he came to my visit, you know, we, we had dinner and we just immediately clicked like that. That's still my guy, you know, he transferred, he went to uh, New Haven, broke records there, you know, led them to some, some conference championships. And now he's going to take his shot at the league. But, um, you know, it's just those type of, you know, bonds and relationships that I built on and off the field. I think it was really important just for, you know, acclimating me to the school, you know, everyone in the school. It, it was just a home run all across the board. You know, alumni took care of me, Mark Cannon, you know, Larry Doyle reaching out freshman year, making sure that I was, you know, comfortable here. And, you know, it was just all, all around, you know, just a, a home run. Yeah. yeah. So one of the greatest plays this season, and you could probably say across any level of football, and one that you'll probably always remember from your time at Holy Cross was that Philly special two-point play ran yeah. to complete the comeback versus Fordham in overtime. So walk us through that play and kind of the work that went into it um, and, and kind of like what was going through your mind in that moment. Yeah, so, um, I mean, that game, you know, we, we kind of had that game circled all year. I, I assume that they did too. You know, obviously you look at the rosters um, in the Patriot League, and, um, you know, we had two of the most talented rosters, um, you know, as it's been pretty much the last, like, four years. You know, Lafayette has been there. You know, Lehigh has been there. But with Tim DeMore at a quarterback and those receivers that they have, it, they kind of have an offense where they can score at any moment. Um, so, you know, it was a big test for our defense, especially with how wide they do their splits and stuff like that. And, you know, their run game really improved this year. So it, it looked – just from the beginning of the year, we kind of knew, like, you know, the Patriot League is going to come down to this. So, um, you know, that game, we were kind of ready for anything because especially offensively, defense, you know, I'm not on that side, so I can't really speak to that. You know, they do what they do. Um, Coach James does a really good job down there. But um, on offense, we just wanted to make sure that we had, you know, every bullet ready. Um, You never know what – in a game like that, you never know what's the play that's going to, you know what I mean, uh, get you over the top. We, we knew it was going to be a high-scoring game, but – not like that. And, you know, that whole game, you know, we'd score, they'd score. You know, they go up seven and we go up seven or, you know, we tied up and we go it, – it was just going back and forth. So, you know, it made sense that we went to overtime. Um, we go on defense first and they score first play, right? So, it's like, okay, it's going to continue to be like that. They kick the extra point. We go on a, um, on a drive, you know, there's plays here and there. You know, Justin Shorter came up huge, making two huge catches. One, on, I think, on like a third and 20 to get us the first down or something like that. And then – um, the touchdown. So then immediately we knew Coach Chesney, you know, he throws up the two. We're going for two, right? We're trying to end the game right there. And 
that's kind of you know who Chesney is. You know, we're gonna ride right there. He's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna ride with us. We're either gonna win or lose in that play. And you know, he has that faith in the offense. He has that faith in Mass Mass Luca. You know, Coker, shorter me, the offensive line. You know, Pete. So um, you know, especially you know what going from the two yard line, three yard line. He, he, you know, we all have that confidence that we could go and get that. But um. Yeah, I mean, they kind of seen a sweep once or twice that game. You know, I had a sweep. I got a first down, maybe 12 yards earlier in the game. We got another one that I think maybe got called back. But um, we knew that we can get them on the edges because they were, you know, you know, obviously having Matt Luca back there, they have to account for his ability to run. So the, the box is going to be a little bit more packed. You know, red zone, everything speeds up. So they're, they're going to want to keep those guys in there. They had two really good uh, linebackers. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of hard to call a normal play. So we just had that play queued up. We called it. And they called a timeout. So I thought they were going to, you know, we were going to change it. But there's no way that they could have known that that's what we were going to do. So we went out, called it. And, um, you know, Justin Shorter gets a sweep. He pitches it back to me. And I had the option to either run it, um, throw it to Matt Sluka in the flat, or we had uh, Jalen Coker running like a back end line where he goes, you know, to the back end line and then goes back to the back pylon. So I had the ability to throw it. And, um I had full confidence, you know, obviously when we're in practice, I'm throwing it, you know, how many times do you get get to throw the ball as a receiver? So, um, you know, I had full confidence in throwing the football. But one thing that Matt Sluka told me right before the play was, um, you know, as the as we play later in the year, those noon games, the sun sets right on the field, right, in that third and fourth quarter. So, um, obviously, as a receiver, I'm looking back. I don't really get to see that. I got the ball, and – I kid you not, I couldn't see anything. All I could see was light. So I'm just like, I don't feel comfortable throwing this football, not knowing what could, well, you know what I mean? Like it literally, yeah. all I could see was the front end line, just a white line. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And I just ran and no one touched me. <laughs> I'm just in the end zone. It was kind of a surreal feeling. Um, you know, we, we won the game right there. You know, the crowd erupted. We go over to the boys, they're rushing the field and, you know, obviously, we, you know, it's a rivalry game for us. We got to keep the, the Ram Crusader Cup. You know, that was good for me. Uh, you know, four years, four wins against them, never lost. Um, you know, basically locked up the Patriot League. I think we won it the next week versus Lehigh at home. So they, they got to rush yeah. the field again, you know. But just a great feeling. You know, it was a um, great moment for me, the team, Holy Cross. You know, it was just, it was just awesome, you know. I think it was a ranked game, you know what I mean? So I like right. 68 all, all year, FBS or FCS, yeah, I think. You know what I mean? So like that that type of stuff's crazy. You know, my phone was blowing up after the game, you know, my boys back home, they they watch every game. They're blowing up my mm -hmm. phone, family and everything. It was just you know, really really awesome, really awesome play. Um but I think it overshines the the awesome plays that uh, our dudes are making all game, you know what I mean? Saluka was playing his butt all Coker, I think, had three touchdowns. You know what I mean? Justin Shorter is out here making one-hand catches and stuff. This The stuff that Spencer Gilliam is doing, obviously our O-line is insane. Like, the whole offense was just clicking. Defense, you know, they're out there doing their thing. You know, Devin, Walter, you know, Liam Anderson, you know, he's had a huge year, you know, with us, you know, losing Jacob Dobbs, our All-American linebacker, and found out we have another one. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, we knew it, but, you know, the world gets to see, like, him, you know. It was just – awesome honestly just to see all of it you know but um yeah that was a great game for sure yeah you mentioned uh your teammate uh Jalen Coker who we've had on the show um yeah. talk to us a little bit about your relationship with Jalen and how you two have managed to create a lethal wide receiver duo on the field 
Yeah, so, um, you know, Jalen Coker is a year under me. Um, when they came in on his official visit, I remember I had all four of them, uh, Jalen Coker, Bryce Barron, Byron, Shipman, and uh, and Q. <laughs> I had them, you know, get a, a good time and ended up all four of them committing, you know, got to school. And, you know, um, it's, it's been amazing ever since. You know, uh, Jalen Coker is one of the most freakish athletes I've ever met, right? This dude... I think 43 inch vertical, you know, he's six, three, like two ten, two fifteen, you know, and he, there's a lot of things. There's, there's more things that there's like, I don't know what he can't do. Right. Like this guy, he, he kind of can do everything. When he got here, he was a little bit more raw um, as a receiver. He was more just a pass catcher, but um, you know, with his, I think he only had maybe one or two years with coach Gilchrist. And then now we had Coach Ganell come in. You know, he's really blossomed into a, a hell of a receiver. Honestly, is this dude? You know, he can he can he can outrun you. He can outjump you. He can he can route you. I mean, you know, he's he's throwing you by. He's catching low balls, high balls in traffic. You know, it's just a great weapon. And me and Jalen, we actually um were roommates in camp my junior year, so his sophomore year. And um, you know, I think that that strengthened our relationship a lot. You know, we were able to talk and everything. And I think that we we think about football the same way. I think that we both see. Um, we see this not being the last stop for us with football. You know, we both have aspirations of playing at the next level that I think are, are very realistic for both of us. So, you know, you, you kind of go about football a little bit different. You know, I mean, his work ethic is insane. You know, and I, again, I, I try to pride myself on being the hardest worker, but anytime that I went and wanted to go to the field, you know, and he'd, he'd easily tag on no matter what he was doing. And you know, that's something I respect is not everyone's willing to do that. But um, you know, Jalen Coker is a hell of a hell of a football player, but even even better of a person, you know. And um, I think that you know people get to see that you know his his work in the, the city of Worcester. Uh, you know, he works for Worcester, uh, working for Worcester, stuff like that. Um, you know, he's, he's just a really good dude, re really great player, really great person. You know, just all around. Can't can't say enough about the guy. But that's my guy. You know, um, he's he's a huge part of the success at Holy Cross and. You know, from seeing what, like, my, my freshman year, it was cool. You know, obviously, we had Tenyo get banged up. You had Dom Thomas get banged up. We were the same class, but um, – and then Spencer Gilliam get banged up. So, you know, we kind of were, like, a little bit depleted towards the end of the year with experienced guys. We had a lot of talent in the room, but, you know, experience is everything. So, um, you know, Jalen Coker being able to come in and, you know, uh, learn so quickly how to, how, to, how to deal with the experience, you know what I mean, of, okay, like, a play might not go your way, but in college football, you got to be next play mentality. You know what I mean? Because that that stuff can't leak into the next play. It can't leak into the next drive. Jalen Cook, he, he he does a great job with that. You know, and even times this year where I was even frustrated. You know, um, being a senior, you know, being a grumpy old man, um, just you know trying to trying to make sure everything's perfect, and you know I want to do things a certain way, but um, he would keep me in it. You know, what I mean, he he you know as as leaders on the team and stuff like that, people are looking at you. And um, you got to stand up and you got to lead. And I think that uh, Jalen Coker did a great job of uh, making sure that I, I stayed, kept my head together and, you know, did everything right. So, um, you know, just, again, he's a hell of a dude. You know, I'm really, really, really fortunate to be able to play with him. You know, dudes like him, I, again, I can just talk about the whole room, you know, but because um, I really think it was more than a, a dual threat. You know, obviously Justin Shorter, he, he, you know, I think that, he like what he does is so underappreciated, but obviously we see it in the room watching film every day. We see a little stuff, you know, contorting his body and stuff like that, stuff he's able to do. Um, 
you know, Jalen, like last year, just Jalen Coker, Justin Shorter. You're going to see a lot more of Q, you know, now that I'm gone. Uh, Q, he's going to come in and do damage. He's some of the quickest feet and some of the quickest route running and stuff like that you probably ever see in the Patriot League. So, um, you know, Byron Shipman, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be another Jalen Coker type. You know, Dom Thomas, another Jalen Coker type. You know, obviously, you know, he's been dealing with the injuries and stuff like that, but another one of the hard workers, you know, seeing himself play at the next level, and I see it too. You know, he put a solid season together this year. You know, obviously with all eligibility, you know, maybe either come back or, you know, do whatever he has to do. But, um, you know, just that room is so talented. And, you know, they're all my brothers. But, um, you know, yeah, just to speak to your point again, Jalen Coker is, is is my guy. So I got to ask, who, which one of you is better as competitors? I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm, not, I'm never gonna say I'm the I'm the best. Respectable. Yeah, I mean, uh, he he's he's my guy. You know, he he does what I do, and he's just larger. I mean, obviously, there's things that I I do that he can't do. There's things that he can't that he does. You know, what I mean, we're we're two different receivers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, complimentary. Yeah, hundred percent. I play a little bit more in the slot. You know, what I mean, he's more the X receiver. I'm more like the depending on your offense, uh, the F, the H, whatever. Or I could be the Z. So, um. You know, I like to be in the number three in trips, you know, getting those matchups. And, um, you know, I like to beat safeties and linebackers and stuff. You know, one-on-one with the corner I can do, but jump ball is kind of be a little, it's a little bit different in my frame, you know. But Jalen Coker outside, you can't leave him in the one-on-one. No matter what route he's running, he's, you know what I mean, he's, he's yeah. bigger, faster, stronger than you. So they got to double-team him. So, you know, it's just like you said, complimentary. They double-team him. I get the one-on-one with the safety or the linebacker. They they stay and keep that guy in or hang or whatever in the safety or double-team me and get to one-on-one. So, um, but yeah, I'm always, yeah, I'm, he got it. <laughs> so for those who may have not seen, um, just a few days ago, actually, you just announced you'll be transferring to the university of Wyoming to play out your, your final year of college football. Yeah. Um, at what point did you consider the possibility of transferring for your fifth year? And, um, what was it about Wyoming? Cause I saw you had tweeted a, a long list of schools that had reached out to you that, what made Wyoming the school for you? Yeah, so um, to your first question, uh, you know, the season ended. We lost to, uh, you know, South Dakota State, number one team in the country, um, our only loss this season. They ended up winning the whole thing, you know, but, um, you know, that was tough. But uh, after that game, you know, coming back, I had a lot to think about. Um, you know, obviously we had finals, like, the next week. Um, and, you know, life kind of comes at you fast at that point, right? Uh because you're a senior about to finish up your, your senior fall. You just finished up your lat, your fourth year in football. Um, so I got a lot to think about. You know, I had, you know, agents reaching out to me and some people are telling me I should uh enter the like enter now, right? Because I, you know, put that four years of film together and I think that, you know, I'd 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 combine pretty well. You know, my numbers at, at a pro day or a combine, whatever would be, you know, pretty pretty good. But um I did have an extra year of eligibility. Um, that I didn't think I was going to have, right, because I was playing since my freshman year. But, you know, COVID gave me that extra year. So um, I really had to sit down with my parents and, you know, and, and um, you know, the people I trust and just sit down there and talk. And um, first I had to make a decision that I was coming back, you know, I was going to play last year because at the end of the day, if I had one more year to put more stuff on film, you know what I mean? If you're not a, a, a day one, day two guy and you have more eligibility, why not just use that next year to – build up some some stock you know yeah. what I mean? so um that was my first decision um and then I had to decide where I was going to do it um and then just kind of you know where we were with Holy Cross like you said like um 
the offensive the offense kind of changed since my freshman year. You know, it's not as dominated by the slot. You know, it's a little bit more run run heavy, um, which has obviously worked for us. You know, uh, undefeated regular season with the offensive line that we have, you could probably run for five six hundred yards a game. So, um, I just think that setting myself up for the next, you know, to take that next leap, I kind of need to go somewhere that, you know, passing the ball is a little bit more of the emphasis. Um, and, you know, just somewhere where I could just be a little bit more highlighted as, you know, like the, the part of the, the bigger part of the offense, you know, somewhere I could, I could push it. So, um, you know, I talked to Chesney, Coach Ches, you know, and he, you know, supported me and everything I, I do because he understands my aspirations of going to the next level. He, you know, he, we talked about, he felt like I'd handled, you know, the last four years well, you know, and I'm thankful for the last four years and everything. There's no bad blood or anything like that. But, you know, with this last year, you know, kind of it being a gift to me from COVID, um, I thought that, you know, you, you kind of have to be selfish with that year. You know, I, um, I'm getting my degree from Holy Cross in in May. You know, I'm, I'm proud of that. Hang my hat on that. Did my four years here, you know. And the other thing is there is no graduate uh, program here, right? So I can't, you know, get another degree or, um, you know, start a master's here. So I kind of did what I had to do here. You know, got my four years in, you know, and, you know, four championships, uh, undefeated regular season, all stuff that I can hang my hat on, all the – the only playoff wins in school history, stuff like that, you know, stuff that will be in the stadium, you know, on banners for hopefully as long as I live, you know what I mean? Stuff I can show my kids. But, um, you know, I'll, you know, I'll be an alumni of Holy Cross. But, you know, with this last year, I just had to be selfish with it. So I ended the portal. And um, I was telling my friends this. The day that I ended the portal, I probably ended or entered around 4.35 p.m. And I started getting calls around 7.30, and they didn't stop, like, until about 1 a.m. Wow. Because that's just how the portal works. You know what I mean? Like they, and I entered a lot earlier because like the windows are different for FCS. So, you know, I entered in literally nonstop, just calls, you know, from coaches and everything. And the thing is, I'm, you know, giving everyone respect, trying to hear everybody out because everybody's situation is different. And, um, you know, FCS schools, FBS schools, everybody's reaching out. And, um, you know, I'm honestly blessed because it doesn't really happen like that for everyone. Um, you know, people enter the, the portal for different reasons, you know, different opportunities, looking for more playing time and stuff like that. But, you know, I, my, when I was on the phone, I was just trying to tell them, obviously, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to set myself up to go to the NFL, you know, take that leap. Got to go somewhere where they need me, but I also got to go somewhere where, um, where I can benefit them. You know, I'm, I've always been a winner. Um, you know, I never had a losing season in football and, you know, that's a big, big part of who I am and, and what I'm about, right? I want to, I want to win. I don't want to just go somewhere and catch for two two 2000 yards or something like that and win no games. You know, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm about. I want to, you know, just go and kind of like when coach Chesney had reached out to me when I was getting recruited out of high school, they felt like they needed that one more piece. And, you know, I was that guy. That's kind of how Wyoming approached me. You know, they had, they had lost a couple of their receivers in the portal. Um, but they have, they, you know, the way that they laid it out for me, it was an amazing opportunity. Um, you know, uh, their first game, they're hosting Texas Tech. You know, they're at Texas, I think week three. So, you know, big games, you know, obviously they're in the Mountain West. Obviously they're, you know, I mean, uh, FBS team. So eyes are a little bit different. And then, you know, be able to tap into a different market. I'd be out West, you know what I mean? I've never, yeah. you know, my first time out there was on my visit to Laramie. Uh, you know, flew into Denver, drove up, and, you know, the views were just so beautiful. You know, campus is beautiful. The, the the vibe was just different. Um, and then their offensive plan for me, you know, it was just 
exactly what I was looking for. They need, you know, I mean, they kind of uh, not one of the better passing offenses in the last year, and they understand that they have some of the best linemen in the country and some of the, you know, I mean, one of the best running back crews, but they needed some guys to, you know, be able to put it over top. And um, that's exactly where I felt like I fit in. So, you know, just having another opportunity where they needed, they want to throw the ball. They they need a guy to throw the ball to, you know. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to, you know, take the opportunity. And, you know, my dad gave me the best advice when getting recruited. It's you don't go where you want to go. You got to go where they want you. So, um, you know, I took that and going to Holy Cross because, you know, I didn't really know about Holy Cross being from New Jersey. And then, you know, I really hadn't heard too much about Wyoming, but it actually married up where, where you know, where I wanted to go was who, who wanted me, you know, who wanted me to go there. So, um, you know, Coach Grant did a great job recruiting me, you know, explaining about how he could develop me in these quick six months, six months, you know, um, and then, you know, be able to come in and, I don't know, just the whole thing, you know, just going out there. You, you, got, you ever been out there? I haven't, no. I mean, if you ever get the opportunity to go out there, man, definitely – Definitely come out there and see it. Um, it's it's a lot different than the East Coast, you know. But we, we may have to come up for a game. <laughs> hey, for sure. I mean, yeah. you guys, you guys, let me know. I'll definitely figure out some, get you guys some tickets, you know, easily. But yeah, one one of uh our former athletes who's on here is Loudon Hogg from the hockey team here. And okay, he's actually from Wyoming. Uh, I still don't. I still don't believe Wyoming exists. I still don't believe Wyoming exists. Let me make that clear. Hey, you got yeah, to come out <laughs> I there, have no, That was the first kid I've ever met that's been from Wyoming. So yeah. I may um, have to go I, check I, it out for myself. Hey, my, my freshman year, we had Cody Wilkinson. He was our punter. And he was, uh, I think, like an all-state tight end in Wyoming. So um, we got heard of it a little bit. But, you know, obviously everyone knows Josh Allen, you know, and he went to Wyoming. Oh, yeah. You know, they have a lot of stuff up there with him. And, you know, he's, he's big around there. But – it's really crazy. I mean, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing opportunity out there, you know, with who they play, you know, and just the, the buy-in out there. I mean, the, the whole state, you know, supports Wyoming. You know, the um, like you're out there, it just feels a little bit different. You know, football matters out there. You know, obviously school matters as well. You know, they care about the, the person, the player, um, and they, they want to win, you know. So, um, again, like a winning culture like that, where they have that alumni backing, they have the, the, the community backing, um, the buy-in that that's a system that I, I you know easily it was, a home, it was another home run for me again I'm super blessed to be able to have this opportunity to have options you know I was talking to other schools you know some in you know in the south some in southern California stuff like that you know where it's warmer all the time but at the end of the day I just need the opportunity you know because I mean you get to that next level you don't get to pick where you're going and you know you got to catch that ball whether it's 110 degrees or negative 10 degrees you know what I mean so yeah um, you know, I've been in Worcester for four years. You know, I could, I feel like I could, um, I could get it done in any weather. You know, so um, that really wasn't a big factor for me. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely super excited to get out there. You know, they're bringing in one other receiver, um, my boy Devin from uh, Vanderbilt. Super excited to get to play with him. You know, they have a super talented quarterback Andrew Peasley, who uh, actually just announced that he's gonna have a kid. So um, shout out to him. But um. Yeah, I'm super excited to get out there, man. You know, just it's it's just different, you know. But I'm super happy with my decision. So, yeah, so I I got a few like fun questions for you to wrap up. Uh, so number one, uh, real quick, who's your NFL goat? NFL goat, like all Greatest of all time, any position, any position. Ooh, all right. I mean, I think there's no argument against Brady. 
Good answer. Yeah, good answer. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> hey, you're in New England. You may not be – you're not in Wyoming yet, so that's still the correct answer for New England. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's hard to argue against Brady for sure. Um, Talk about other positions. I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff, it, it, it gets hard. Like, I mean, I, I don't know too much. I can't say too much about the O-line or D-line. And obviously, you know, everyone knows about, like, Lawrence Taylor and stuff like that. Um, You have – Dudes like Ed Reed, you got Dion, you know what I mean? Like best so of many good ones. Right. I mean, I'm a wide receiver. I can't even tell you who I think the best wide receiver ever is. You know, I'm not a, a guy that's just easily gonna tell you Jerry Rice or something like that. You know what I mean? But um yeah, I mean, just the easiest answer is definitely Tom Brady. 100 percent Yeah, so I know before the football games at home, they play a lot. They play a lot of, you know, energizing music at Fitton. But do you have a, a go-to pregame hype song to get you ready for a big game? Um, So, like, I'm the type of guy where I get super excited. You know, like, I have trouble sleeping before games. Like, I'm, I love football, right? I love playing it. So, um, I actually tend to listen to more calming music when I head to the game, you know, more like slow jams, more like, uh, you know, just like R&B, you know, like some of the, like the sadder Drake songs, you know what I mean? Stuff like that or like older type of stuff just to calm me down. But, um, you know, once I get on that field and we're warming up with, you know, my headphones on or whatever, it's just all hype music. You know, it's just they, Coach Gilkis to tell us uh, it's a slow build, right? You don't want to, you know, get too hyped too quick. But when I'm on that field, we start warming up. You know, I'm listening to NBA Young Boy. I'm listening to Future. I'm listening to Lil Uzi. I'm listening to all that type of stuff. You know, more recently, I'm listening to uh, some dudes out in, um, you know, Flint, Michigan, Rio. Uh, a whole bunch of, you know, that, that hype stuff. They just get you in that in that mode where, you know I mean, everything is just locked in business and, you know, get it done. Yeah. If you could have one celebrity watch you play, anyone, any celebrity, who would it be? A celebrity watch me play? Um, we we get some good ones. We've gotten uh, Margot Robbie, Livy Dunn, Antonio Brown, um, S- Steph Curry. This, this it's such a wide range. Like literally anyone, they're always funny answers. Hmm. Uh, uh, I never. That's a great question. I never thought about it. Um. Maybe to watch me play. I mean, I think it would be cool to like have one of my favorite like rappers or something like that come watch me play. Um, like little Uzi, he used to come to not my basketball games, but basketball games around the area. You know, he's from Philly, not too yeah. far from Jersey, so it would be always awesome when he would pop out of games and stuff like that. So maybe one of them. Uh, you just mentioned Margaret Robbie. That's not a bad decision, right there. <laughs> um, oh, always, always a good one, right there. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. This, this might be a little different. I might go with Serena Williams just because right. she's dominant. You know what I mean? So just you know, like the female goat. Just being, you know I mean, just being in that type of presence, you know, just probably will, will bring out the goat in me. You know what I mean? Greatness. Well, I mean, greatness makes greatness. Winning, right? Exactly. No, no better person than Serena Williams. I mean, you just sit there looking up, you're like, I can't let her down. <laughs> you know, she's watching me right now. She'd be doing a hundred other things, but yeah, I think I go with Serena Williams. All right, so I I had to add this one in. So, so for those who didn't know, you did play special teams yeah. at your, your time at Holy Cross, and I mean we had Devin Haskins on the show not yeah. too long ago, and Go. everyone knows him from special teams with his Go. block punt record. But 
Who would you say is more important to Holy Cross special teams? You or Devin? Oh, easily Devin. <laughs> Again, I'm the. We, I'm we got a humble guy here. He the, he needs no, to take some of this credit. Nah, Respectable. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm I'm. The team is you know everything. Obviously, you know um, you're only as strong as the team. The team is only as strong as the individuals that make it up, right? Um, and I think that was a big, a huge part of our game this year, uh, especially you look at games like Lafayette where offense, we weren't clicking that well. Defense, you know, was not clicking as well as they usually do. And it came down to special teams, right? And I think that our, this team, we took a lot of pride in special teams. Shout out to Coach Kanan, you know, a wonderful coach, wonderful human being. You know, he, um, you know, kind of, I mean, just a, just because of how good of a dude he was and good of a coach, in his investment in special teams, he made you want to invest in special teams. And, you know, he he, he let us know that the way that you, you're good at special teams, you have your best players on the field. A lot of teams, I think they, um, you know, they kind of let the ones and two, like the, like the you know, two deep kind of stay off the special teams. And they, you know, all the rest of the guys, the young guys get out there and play. But um, our team, you know, we have, I mean, um, our punt rush team, I think we had out of 11 dudes on the field, I think nine of them were offensive or defensive starters. Right. So like, that type of buy-in was just so crazy. And, you know, we all understood, you know, in camp that that's what it was going to take, you know, having senior fifth years, juniors, all that, you know, those type of guys on the, the special teams to make plays and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I think I do enough taking uh, taking credit for, you know, the stuff that I do. And, you know, obviously um, I'm the biggest believer and supporter of myself. You know, I, 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 I love myself and I love what I do. And I, yeah, I, you know, I take a lot of pride in what I do, but, I'll let, you know, the um, reporters and stuff like that and, you know, everyone else, you know, talk about my game. That's kind of what they want to do. I don't really want to talk about myself. Uh, I, I, I want to give credit to where, you know, my guys, because I know that the type of work that they put in, you know, Devin, he'd been working so hard the last couple of years, you know, and I, I don't think that, you know, he felt like he got the recognition that he, he deserved on defense. Right. And, uh, you know, he wanted to be that guy. So, in the offseason, he put in a lot of work. He got a lot larger, you know what I mean? He, he was dealing with stuff, you know, missed some time, came back, you know, didn't really miss a beat. But, um, you know, this dude's out here blocking, what, four, game, four games in a row, he's blocking a punt. Like, that's not normal, right? And, you know, to do all those plays on defense, you know, like chasing after those receivers, jamming dudes, you know, coming up and tackling, being a physical, physical corner. You know, Coach Barnes did a really great job with those guys. You know, making sure that their physical corners, him, Terrence, you know, Camo and uh, Devin. Ha I mean, what's the name? I already said Devin. John Smith, you know, uh, Matt Dushman is going to be a huge name for Holy Cross next year. You know, those dudes, you know, Doran Rawls, they're just out there just trying to get after it. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, definitely Devin. I mean, I I, I did my part. Right, that's how I feel. I, you know, they, they ask you to do something and you do it well. I did my part. Devin went above and beyond with, you know, when, when we called his number. Um he showed up. So yeah, definitely Devin. He, he especially he should have been special teams player of the year in the Patriot League. He should be, you know, all conference, all American, whatever, you know, whatever accolade you give him, he, he deserved it this year. So uh that just about wraps up our uh interview. Thank you, Ayer, for taking the time to do this interview with us. We appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It was, it was fun. Yeah, best of luck in your journey out west to Wyoming next season. Yes, um sir. yeah. Good luck. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram, at Offbeat underscore sports, and on TikTok, at Offbeat Sports. And make sure on the lookout for the next installation in the Offbeat University series. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Yes, sir.